Let's reminisce. On Thanksgiving break, 2018, I grabbed my recorder and asked my mom to join me in her walk-in closet. I was finally going to get the details of a story I had been wondering about since I was a child, the story of how my parents met. So where were you at in life in 1985, 86? Uh, 85, 86. I was uh, 30 years old, right around that vicinity. That's my mom, Andrea Brewer. Back then, she went by Andy Polly. The vivid memories of interrogating my parents with my sister on our back porch started to come back to me. <laughs> I remember they were always super vague about it. My sister, Julia Olson. So I'd ask and they'd give me some you know, BS lines along the lines of, oh, we had mutual friends (laughs) or something to that extent. And I was like, okay. And then when you got the the BS answer, the we had mutual friends, I got the we met at a party shtick, but do... Oh, yeah, we met at a party, we had mutual friends. That was, was, yeah, you're right. That was part of the BS line. Did you ever protest it? I think I always was, like, digging for more details, but they never really had any. I also, to this day, have asked for more details on how Dad proposed and still have gotten the world's vaguest answer. Oh, that's right. So I don't think, yeah. I doubt my parents want me to tell you this story. They're pretty private people, if you haven't figured that out by now. Learning the details of this story is one of the few times in my life when I can point to a specific moment and say this. This was the moment when it all hit me. How little I actually knew about my parents, and that they had lives long before I was born. I, of course, know this and have thought about it, but never with any nuance. And this is where I wanted to go with my parents, the nuance, to learn about all the little mechanics and innocent moments that had to occur for them to meet, to the awkward, complicated world of dating and how they became life partners. So how did the stars align, and why had it always been a secret? And uh, I had been in a relationship with someone for a few years, but there was no commitment forthcoming, so I put an end to that relationship, and I was a free agent. I knew none of this, and I was only one question in. Also, I never heard my mom using this type of language— a free agent. I also didn't know she had been in a serious relationship. I'd heard about the boyfriend who gave her the guitar, but never serious relationship stuff. Social situations were just a little harder to come by where you would meet like-minded people your own age. You know, I had a career situation where I, I worked with mostly women, and I wasn't meeting nice young men. It was just very difficult. And, you know, otherwise you'd go out to bars or something like that. I had some internal battle about it because... I kept thinking, um, why can't I do this on my own? But for me, the problem was I was working like a madman. And that's my dad, Jeff Brewer. He worked at North Central College in Naperville, Illinois. He was the sports information director. My mom was working as a speech-language pathologist at an elementary school. When you're that age, you know, you're in your mid-early 20s or mid-20s, you're working a lot of hours. And uh, I had a lot of good friends at work, but it's tough sometimes to date somebody that you're working with. 
So um, for me, with my work hours and traveling with teams, the dating scene was kind of bleak. And then one day, my mom received a postcard in her mailbox from a company called Great Expectations, but I don't remember what it actually said, but it was, you know, something along the lines of, are you looking for someone special? Are you looking for a relationship? Or something like that. You know, it was for a dating service. That's just a generic mailing to the resident of, kind of one of those kind of mailings. And I remember just getting it and completely dismissing it at first, thinking, you know, I, I don't need to do that. I, you know, hey, you know, I'm, 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 I, I can do this. You know, I don't need that, you know. But then the more I thought about it, I thought, you know, I, I, I'm kind of, I've been here now for a year. And, uh, it, you know, maybe it would be great to just kind of throw my hat in the ring, so to speak. And maybe they have an econo package that I could get involved with that I could afford. And what the heck, why not give it a shot? I mean, I had to evolve though to that thinking. It probably sat on the table for a couple months before I acted on it. Now remember, this is the mid-1980s. So no internet, no smartphones, no swiping left or right. So how did it work? And when I say, how did it work? I mean, logistically. And what kind of commitment did it require? But you had to physically go to the office and you had big spiral bound, or not spiral bound, three ring notebooks with profiles in them. So every person who was a member had a profile uh, that you filled out with your basic information, no last names. It was just first name, year of birth, occupation, uh, something, you know, what you like to do what you did for a living. And then on the back of the profile page, you could put snapshots, photographs of whatever of yourself doing whatever you like to do or just a picture of yourself. So I had a picture of me skiing, for example. Jeff from Naperville, and they had my bio sheet in there. And then, of course, women and would go through the men's books and vice versa. And you'd look through it and say, hey, you know what, I can meet this guy. Or you'd read a little bio or this gal or whatever. And then you do about a three to five minute video interview on camera. On a VHS tape, uh, one of the um, representatives from the company sat and interviewed you for a, oh gosh, a three to five minute video. They were brief. But, you know, tell us about a little about yourself, things you like to do. What are you looking for in a relationship? Were you, you nervous about that? I was a little nervous. Yeah, I was nervous. It was different. You know, it was uh, it was different. It was not something I'd ever done before, and I think everyone was a little nervous about it. I later found out this type of dating was known as video dating. But who picked who from the binders and made first contact via mail? As in the U.S. Postal Service. That's coming up right after this short break. The mission of Let's Reminisce is to inspire you to record family stories. I would have never discovered the details of how my parents met if I would not have asked questions. To think this story could have been lost in time is mortifying. And if you believe in this mission, to grow awareness of this ancient tradition, and would like to support this podcast, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that gives you access to exclusive benefits when you contribute. For example, if you donate $5 per podcast episode, you will gain access to unedited, full-length interviews from the show and get an ad-free version of this podcast. There is a link in the show notes to the Patreon page where you can explore all the benefits and levels of giving. 
My hope with Patreon is that it will become a community of like-minded people who help each other learn more about family history, genealogy, and the best methods for preserving family stories. There are other ways to support this show outside of Patreon. You can also leave a tip using PayPal, Venmo, or Ko-Fi. Even $1 makes a big difference and is immediately reinvested in the production of the show. My first business goal of this project is to get the essential production costs of the show covered, which will help give me the time and energy to grow and improve the show. Money simply allows me to work in this situation. I'm not working to make money. Let's Reminisce is a partnership between you and me to help others see why family history is so important. And finally, if you don't have the means to contribute, please do not feel pressured to do so. This podcast will always be free. Simply listening or leaving a review already means the world to me. Thank you so, so much. And now, let's get back to the show. After you got your bio sheet filled out with your snapshots and completed your VHS-taped interview at Great Expectations, you were then free to peruse the binders, watch people's tapes, and make requests to meet people. And when you, shall we say, swiped right, that meant going to a receptionist with a person's ID number, remember, no last names, saying you'd like to send them a postcard that you're interested in meeting. The person on the receiving end of that postcard could then decide if they wanted to meet you or not. But there's an important part of the Great Expectations business model that plays a vital role in this story. As my dad mentioned, there were certain payment plans at Great Expectations that could limit the number of selections one could make in a time period. My dad could only make 10 to 12 selections per year, but there was no limit on the number of times someone could pick him. And on top of that, his drive to the Great Expectations office was an hour, one way. So he needed a well-thought-out process to maximize his time. So the first thing I did was there were several volumes, binders. I went through the binders and I said, well, I'll go plus or minus three years of my age. I'll look at women born in 1957, 58, 59. I'm 60. I'll look at 61, 62, 63. That's a seven-year range. I'll go with that as my first filter, my first criteria. Then once I get that pool, I'll look at location. Because as mom probably shared with you, the Chicago land area is huge and you want to pare it down. So it's, it's, it's a drivable distance of dating and trying to connect with people. So what was funny was I go through the binders, I identify this, I can't even think of her name, I identify this gal, I told the people at GE. Great expectations and I'll make my first selection. I'll pick so-and-so. And they sent her a notification that she'd been selected. And then I got the word back, uh, no, she did not want to meet me. I got rejected. And I was like, damn, you know, I, <laughs> I paid for this and I'm already 0 for 1, you know? So I drive home and I was a little bit, I was a little disappointed obviously. So you're driving home thinking, well, that's my one pick for this month. I'll go back up in a month and make another pick. I go back home and lo and behold, in my mailbox at home was a notification that I had been selected by somebody. And I was like, well, yeah, that's more like it. That's how it should be, as it should be. You know, people finally starting to see the light, you know. 
it was, to be honest, your confidence went from being low to going up. You know, okay. So I was kind of eager to go back up and check out the postcard I had gotten because now I kind of, at that point, you kind of have the leverage. Now these somebody wants to meet you postcards, that's all they said. No photo, no names, nothing. So in order to find out who they were and what they looked like, my dad would have to commit to driving at least two more hours to the Great Expectations office with no guarantee that he would have any shared interests or be attracted to this person in any fashion. I think when I went to the front desk, I said, here's my card. I had it. Someone selected me. And they said, okay, well, you're, her name is Andrea, number, you know, whatever. So I go into the binders and I flip, I flip to the page and I go, wow, how, how did I miss her? How did I not, why didn't I pick her in my initial screening? Year of birth, 1956. And I thought, Jeff, you idiot. Here's a really, you know, nice looking gal, has her master's degree, not far from you, lives close by. Pictures look good. What the heck were you thinking? But it just, again, you're screening literally dozens and dozens of names and photos and things, and you had to use some criteria. I obviously chose the wrong one. But luckily, she chose me. No one could remember the next step in this process. Who called who or what my dad sounded like on the phone. My mom said she didn't remember too much about selecting dad. Mom was on the unlimited plan at Great Expectations. All we know is that they ended up at the Chi Chi's Mexican restaurant at the Fox Valley Mall between Naperville and Oswego, Illinois. And I remember I got there first. Of course. <laughs> no, I got there first. I wasn't anxious or anything. Were you nervous? I was a little nervous. Of course I was. But what was kind of cool is I know they're going to walk in that door any minute is going to be Andrea from Oswego. And I've seen her pictures. And, I, and sure enough, I'll never forget. Mom came through that door and she had on this little blue, like little blue vest. I was like, golly, that's her. That's my date. She's here to see me. And I remember I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the only thing I remember is he had on a shirt and tie and, and wore glasses, and that's kind of all I remember. I don't remember anything else. Isn't that awful? <laughs> I don't remember anything. But luckily, when we recorded this interview, we were in my mom's walk-in closet because something jogged her memory. This sounds really strange. I remember what I wore because it's right here. Believe it or not, it's right here. This little vest. That's why I saved this little vest. Because I wore this on our first date. And I had a little denim skirt that I wore with it. Isn't that darling? <laughs> so I remember what I wore. And I remember we had fajitas. You know, because I, I think we both knew early on that within probably an hour that this would probably be a second date. Because we, we hit it off pretty well. I was like, wow, the, the, this is what it, this is what great expectations is all about wow this is great well you just sensed there was you carried on a conversation you weren't it wasn't it didn't hit any awkward and lame spots it just it just flowed we we talked we visited we got along instantly and you just you just immediately thought yeah this is the, there's going to be a second date here 
in our case, a second date, a third date, a fourth date. I think we decided to discontinue our membership when we realized that this was a very solid relationship. It looked like it was going to become a more permanent relationship and that we weren't interested in seeing other people anymore. So they drove up to Schomburg together, took out their photos, had the tapes erased, and chose not to do one of those success stories business pitches. This wasn't a transaction. This was the start of a new chapter in life. And they would soon be tested and have to make life-changing decisions. So I think Dad got the job offer in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and we weren't even engaged at that time. And all of a sudden, we've got, oh my gosh, we've got a, what are we going to do? He's leaving. And he didn't want to leave without me, and I didn't want to leave, stay behind. So we got married (laughs) and moved to Westchester, Pennsylvania. It didn't take long. Many people, like my parents, hesitate to be open about using a dating service. It feels like there's something wrong with you. And I finally came to understand my parents' reasoning for not telling my sister and I the story. For years, we wanted to know all the juicy details about how they met. But when we found out, we learned something new about our parents and realized our desires to know were more about the hype of the unknown than what was actually important. Again, my sister Julia. If you have a bigger pool to pick from and you can be more selective in your partner, the odds of you getting divorced probably go down. You know what I mean? Because back in ye olden times, you'd find someone in your town who also wasn't married, who didn't make you vomit, you'd marry them, you know? And you sort of did it out of duty or obligation. And mom and dad were able to pretty much hand select each other, you know, which maybe is part of the reason why they, they've had such a, a good marriage and a strong marriage. Um, you know, if they got and got off on a good foot, like I picked you, not I was stuck with you. I think people can find love in many ways. You can, you never know how you're going to meet people. And whether it's just, you know, running into them on the street or using a service that puts people together, I think there's a long tradition of matchmaking in the world. And why not? Well, I'm not going to lie. I mean, at first I was pretty sheepish about using great expectations. I felt a little awkward. You feel a little um, like, gosh, I should be able to do this on my own I don't need the you know the help of this but given my work situation and my life at that time as busy as I was um no I I felt like it really it was great it just got us connected and then we took it from there and then it was up it was basically up to me to prove myself as a person and to her and our, our love grew from there. Remembering all the details of the story was not easy for my parents because in the grand scheme of their life together, it's really just a blip on the timeline. What matters is that they met each other, even if it was a straightforward, simple process. But I think that is what makes it so beautiful.
Thank you for listening to episode one of Let's Reminisce. I hope you enjoyed the show and were thinking about your own loved ones during this story. Really consider taking out that piece of paper, a pen, talking to your loved ones, writing down stories, or even recording them. I originally was just recording the interviews with my parents. I had no intention of ever making a podcast or quite frankly, anyone else outside my family hearing them. But it's so valuable to me that I have this story and so many more with my family that you'll be hearing throughout this first season of the podcast. So consider doing this yourself. It's not very hard and it's a low barrier to entry. Let's Reminisce is created and hosted by me, Rick Brewer. Editing help from Matt Alvarez. Rachel Morawski designed our show art. Music in this episode comes from John Luke Hefferman, Blue Dot Sessions, Chad Crouch, Marilyn Tony, and Scott Creighton. Let's Reminisce is an independent podcast that is supported by its members on Patreon and generous donations from its listeners. Information on all the ways you can support the show, including reviews, can be found in the show notes. Every dollar and every review matters. Thank you so, so much for your support, and thank you for listening. Until next time.